This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit, in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest, and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Lott and Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sodorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest hosts and presenters, the former governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, and the Honorable Morris McTeague, QSO. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. Welcome to America's Roundtable. On America's Roundtable during this Thanksgiving Day, the 400th anniversary of that very first Thanksgiving, we're delighted to host Governor Phil Bryant, a great American, a principal leader, and distinguished guest host of America's Roundtable. Governor Phil Bryant served as the 64th governor of the state of Mississippi from 2012 to 2020, a leadership board member of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit, and a senior advisor for the America First Policies Center for 1776. Indeed, a happy Thanksgiving day to you and your family, Governor Bryant. A good morning and a warm welcome to America's Roundtable. Happy Thanksgiving, Governor Bryant. Happy Thanksgiving, Natasha and Joel. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so honored to be here with you this morning. You know, I'm a big Thanksgiving fan. It's one of my favorite holidays just behind Christmas. and But, but it is so American in its core. And to be thankful to God is one of our basic I don't want to say duties, blessings as a Christian to always be thankful. And this is at the core of the historic founding of what we now recognize as Thanksgiving. Indeed, Governor Bryan, this is a very special season of the year when family and friends gather at homes and around the dinner table to renew their special bonds and give thanks, and when people of faith meet in churches across the country and corporately give thanks. However, since 1970, there have been voices that have pushed a false narrative and called this day a day of mourning and for others a day to dwell on oppression. And for our engaged listeners, our good friend Michael Medved, a prominent Jewish-American author and broadcaster, shared historical facts for a video presented by Prager University and a few of his key articles on why we reflect on the events of 1620 and 1621 and how both pilgrims, the early settlers in Plymouth, Massachusetts, the 51 survivors who passed through a deadly winter and who first came to this continent in peace, celebrated that very first Thanksgiving Day with some 90 Native American warriors. It was a three-day feast. And for our listeners, Michael Medved shares how this all came about. The real story reveals how descendants from Britain, who had fled religious persecution in their own land, first settled in Holland, the Netherlands, and remained there for a decade. The pilgrims then later left the European continent in September 1620 and arrived in the New World in December 1620 to fulfill their mission to build a Christian commonwealth. When they arrived to the New World, their first interaction was with Squanto, a Native American, a convert to Christianity prior to the pilgrims arriving when he was captured by Spaniards and spent time in Spain as a slave. 
Squanto, then freed by monks, returned, and it was a fortuitous meeting when he met the early pilgrims and helped them plant crops and negotiate a friendly trade agreement with the region's most important chief, Chief Massasoit of the Wampanoag tribe. The first Thanksgiving was originally a three-day harvest festival in October, inspired by the biblical holiday of Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles that is still practiced in Israel today. And in fact, a number of European countries today, such as Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, citizens celebrate autumn harvest in October, and it is largely religious in nature. Now, fast forward to the 21st century, when last year, due to the pandemic and the ensuing strict lockdowns in certain states, families were told to cancel the annual celebration of Thanksgiving, and churches were given instructions not to gather in great numbers. Governor Bryant, what are your thoughts about the narrative being forced upon our fellow citizens to replace our cherished National Thanksgiving Day with a festival of guilt and a time of mourning, and why should all Americans take time to reflect on the true origins of Thanksgiving Day and preserve America's sacred tradition, giving thanks to our Creator for the many blessings of faith, family, health, and the freedoms of this nation, including the opportunities to prosper in this nation. Well, I think that was a very good summary, Joel. I hope people, if they listen to nothing else, they listen to that, because this was a harvest celebration, as you say, that goes back to the very beginning of the harvest time is uh, a Jewish traditions, traditions all over the world celebrate that harvest. And they were thankful to God because this was a benevolent God that was bestowing upon them the food, the sustenance that they would need to be able to survive. And that day in 1621, when the celebration took place with the native Americans, you would think that this new culture that exists, that that wants to blend everyone together, or, or did at one time, would celebrate because these were Native Americans coming together with folks who had had brought themselves across the ocean, uh, all the way from England, Plymouth, England, here to the New World, to celebrate religious freedoms. And believe me, that's exactly the reason that they came here. These pilgrims were here leaving the persecution of the Church of England and, and those that would take away their freedoms to worship Almighty God. So this is all about God. It comes down to the secular society saying we've got to take that away from people who have faith in God will do unusual things. They will lay down their lives. They will go into battle. They will help people that they don't even know and encourage those that will help themselves. And you see, so a secular society says we have to take that away from them. And one of their strongest conditions of faith is being thankful. You know, the psalmist wrote long ago, I will praise God's name and song and glorify him in thanksgiving. Written so long ago by the psalmist, we recognize now that thanksgiving is an endearing part of our faith, a part of this entire nation. So as we went into our churches, as we went to our family tables to celebrate the thanksgiving that God has bestowed upon us, now secular society is saying we must take that away. I was reading just the other day on an ABC News story where KendaCare, one of the nation's largest not-for-profit childcare network, is refusing to celebrate Thanksgiving or Christmas. And they say on their, on their face page, though, that they want to celebrate and encourage anti-racism, diversity, inclusion, beginning at six weeks. I, I don't know how you teach a six-week-old child that, but think about that. Not 
Thanksgiving, not the glory of Christmas and the birth of Christ for these children, but anti-racism. So I don't know at what point you could celebrate it any more than to bring in Native Americans, warriors, uh, into your celebration of Thanksgiving 400 years ago. You would think that diversity, equity, inclusion occurred first at that Thanksgiving feast. It would if they were celebrating and worshiping a totem pole <laughs> or the great spirit of the forest. Then you would see the secular society today say, oh, that's fine. But because they were worshiping Almighty God, because of Pilgrim's Prayer said we earnestly long after the food of eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. They, they thank God for the food, the sustenance they had, uh, the relationships that they were building with Native Americans. But they basically said, we are here on our knees today, thanking God for that, the food of eternal life. But Thanksgiving is our oldest tradition. Uh, George Washington was the first president to declare the National Day of Public Thanksgiving and Praise. However, various states celebrated Thanksgiving on different dates, and it was not until 1863 when Abraham Lincoln called for a day of national Thanksgiving in the midst of the Civil War, so that the states celebrating Thanksgiving Day can do it on the same day, and Sarah Josepha Hale, a magazine editor, had a major role to play. She passionately campaigned to have the entire nation celebrate the Thanksgiving United on the same day. And she conducted a campaign for 20 years, writing columns, publishing books, and providing recipes of the Thanksgiving, and sending letters to U.S. presidents every year, until President Lincoln called for a day on National Thanksgiving in 1863. It was in 1941 that President Franklin Roosevelt signed legislation proclaiming Thanksgiving an official national holiday. Governor Bryan, with Thanksgiving being our oldest tradition, it is so important today to remind ourselves of President Lincoln's words that we should celebrate Thanksgiving with one heart and one voice. Absolutely. And in his proclamation said that, that day of Thanksgiving and praise to our benevolent Father who dwells in heaven. This is the President's words. So there was no doubt, again, that he was President Lincoln, President Washington, uh, later FDR, clearly said, I want to bind the nation's wounds together. And, I, and this was after the, the victory at Gettysburg in 1863, that July of 1863. So in September, Lincoln, finally, after Sarah Hale, had kept after the president. She was a, a modern-day leader in the women's movement in the 1860s. Uh, she wrote children's verses like Mary Had a Little Lamb or Mary's Lamb. It was first known in the 1860s, but it was her continual movement of President Lincoln to be thankful to Almighty God for the gifts of the Union. And it was there, it was Lincoln's belief that it could be celebrated both by Southerners and Northerners. You see, again, a way to bind the wounds of the nation together through being thankful to God Almighty who is in heaven, as the President wrote. So he realized exactly what he was doing, that the only power that could save this nation from then, that bloody civil war, and lead them to prosperity together was God Almighty. And that started to being thankful. And so Sarah Hale did a remarkable job of encouraging the president. And without her, uh, there is little doubt that the president may not have issued that proclamation in September of 1863. We would not have known Thanksgiving as a national holiday as we know it today. Now, again, FDR 
facing World War II just several months before uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor at the assistance of many faithful across the nation issued that. It, there was some discussion of FDR trying to move the date so it would be economically more beneficial. Uh, there was a little pushback on that. FDR finally relented and, and said it is Thursday, as we know uh, now, of Thanksgiving uh, in November. But again, reflecting on God's benevolence, being thankful to God all the way back to those 400 years ago. And so we see now, again, secular society attacking it. The heroes uh, that they should be lifting up, Abraham Lincoln, FDR, the New Deal. FDR probably did more to move forward social issues in America than any president uh, of his time or since. Yet the secular society says, forget about Abraham Lincoln, forget about FDR. We are against this because they would say it, it is something to do with Native Americans or something to do with slavery. Not at all. It is much to do about God. Uh, in those days, Governor Winthrop said that this new founding of a new world would be a shining city on a hill. It would be a city on a hill. President Reagan later reflected upon that. But they also said, unless the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. That watchman is on those walls again today in America as we pray this Thanksgiving for God's benevolence. Let me briefly quote Dr. Victor Davis Hanson uh, from his most recent book, The Dying Citizen, uh, where he says, and I quote, American multiracialism, which envisions one inclusive and common culture of many races, wars with the very different idea of multiculturalism, which seeks to define the country by many often adversarial cultures. The current conflict of visions will likely soon determine the future of the United States. End of quote. Thanksgiving Day is the holiday that bonds our multiracial nation of various, sometimes divisive cultures into one inclusive and common culture which celebrates the tradition of Thanksgiving. And as you also mentioned, all Americans of different ethnic, racial, and cultural backgrounds, even different religions, come together to express their gratitude for life, liberty, family, health, and many blessings. And these are shared values that bring all Americans together. Isn't this an opportunity to have all Americans come together as one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all? Oh, absolutely. And you would think that those that would, for peace, on the left and the right, would say this is a time uh, with the challenges that we've had, particularly with the pandemic, of coming together and being thankful for those that have brought forward assistance to those in need, those that are on the front line in hospitals and first responders, our law enforcement. Be thankful that we have what we have, that we still have the right to go to our churches on Sunday and worship. Because you're right, the cancel culture would like to say we have to take those things away. Natasha, as you know, if you're going to have socialism and later communism, you have to take away those things that bind people together. You have to make them separate so I can, I can pitch me against you, them against us. So it's a, a culture that is in some way not bound together by the freedoms and liberties that our forefathers brought to us that were ordained by Almighty God but are, are separate, and, and that the only thing that holds them together is the state. So they want you to become a statist. 
Do not believe in God. Do not believe that your rights are, are from an almighty being. Believe that they come from the state. Worship the state. Realize that any freedoms that you have are benevolence uh, from the state. And if we ever slip into that, as President Reagan said, we will take the first step into a thousand years of darkness. So this Thanksgiving, I believe, is, is more important than, than many that have gone before. Uh, this nation is at a turning point. We are under God's judgment. Uh, we will be thankful. We will bind together as a nation of believers and realizing that that common faith that we have, whatever religion you might identify yourself with, but the common faith that we have in America and a benevolent God is what has held this nation together in times of struggle, in times of war, in times of challenge, and it will do so again this Thanksgiving. Indeed, I would like to share this following quote from a recent piece published by Michael Medved, a leading Jewish-American author and broadcaster, who stated, I quote, An American perspective survey from the early months of 2021 showed a majority who agree with the statement that the American way of life is superior to others and the world would be much better off if more countries adopted American values. An even higher percentage, 73%, agreed that the U.S. has always been a force for good in the world. And even more surprising, considering the widely reported retreat of conventional religious faith, 45% still aver that God has granted the country a special role in human history. And Michael Medved then concludes his statement by saying, As we assemble for our Thanksgiving Day celebrations across the country, may God give us strength to continue that role and to honor our nation's past while confirming the determination to keep improving on it, unquote. And so the majority of Americans certainly favor our original founding, the American founding, where God was at the center of it all, and there was this moral foundation where virtue and the blessings of God were honored. Amen. You, you say, Joe, Natasha, how strong our faith is to continue to exist with the last 50 years of attack. Media, uh, music movies, everything that the, the networks could bring together to attack religion, taking all of it off of any television program. When I was a kid, we used to love the Peanuts specials on Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, and we'd all dress our children up, or we would dress up as children as pilgrims or Indians and have the plays at school and the celebration and Thanksgiving dinner. It was a Thanksgiving week, and, and the secular society began to attack that with tremendous force. And after all of their attacks, after all of their efforts, here we are today preparing for our Thanksgiving celebration. Families will gather together around that dinner table. Hopefully they will hold hands in prayer and be thankful to Almighty God for their blessings. It is remarkable that we have been able to come through these storms of attack. Now they're not over and they have more power today than it seems they've had in generations. But we must stand together, united, and thankful for an almighty God that has blessed this shining city on a hill and will continue to do so. Thank you, Governor Bryan, for your clear insights on this Thanksgiving Day. Governor Phil Bryan served as the 64th governor of the state of Mississippi from 2012 to 2020, a leadership board member of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit, and a senior advisor for the America First Policies Center for 1776. 
We thank you, Governor Brian, for your inspiring words today. Happy Thanksgiving Day. Thank you all. Wonderful Thanksgiving. Let's look forward to a Merry Christmas. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lanza Broadcasting's two FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Ladinsami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sodorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit and our distinguished guest hosts and presenters, the former governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, and the Honorable Morris McTeague, QSO. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.